Hello one and all and welcome to this episode of the Gaming Podcast. You can check out more from Gaming Magazine by visiting GamingMag.com and catch up with all past episodes of this podcast wherever good podcasts are sold. Uh, Remember that this podcast comes out every two weeks um, and if you're new please click subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can become a patron of Gaming Magazine and benefit from loads of exclusive content, competitions and so much more. Uh, head to patreon.com forward slash gaming mag. Later in the show, I'm going to be joined by YouTube drag superstars Novimpia to talk about drag gaming and the crossover of the two on the YouTube channel. But first, to talk about games we've been playing and news stories we've been reading, I'm joined by the wonderful Shay Thompson and Ed Nightingale. Hello. Hello. How are we both? Good, you know, trying to stay sane with everything going on. Uh, just barely thriving, I like to think. <laughs> <laughs> sort of hibernating, but in nice weather. Oh, I cannot believe the sun decided to come out now when everyone's right? locked in their houses. It's the ultimate piss take, isn't it? It really Truly. is. Like you're all locked in your house, but just to, just to really sort of rub it in. Um, here have 20 degree weather, which in American temperatures is 120. I have no idea. I don't know how to do the American conversion. <laughs> it's about 80, I think. 70s, high eight, high, high 70s, early 80s for our uh, American cousins. Uh, no, it, it's been um, weird, to say the least. I mean, we sort of, we spent the last couple of podcasts talking about how sort of strange all this is. Um, but I, it's, I, I keep saying it, it's the one thing that I think gamers have trained for their entire lives. What's that? We have to stay indoors, sit on the sofa and play games. Got it. It's good for our health. I mean, that's all I've been doing. I know that much. You know, the backlog is, is slowly ticking down. Same. And, and work. You have to say work, don't you, Ed? Oh, well, yeah. Just yes. in case you have employers listening. Oh, yes, yes. of course. Professional reasons. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Definitely um, not playing Animal always, Crossing while on video calls. No, exactly, yeah. And certainly not playing Animal Crossing while on podcasts, like Matt was in the last podcast. <laughs> Cheeky little bastard. Um, as always, our opening segment is called What's in Your Slot? Um, this is where we all get to talk about the games that we've been playing, which, as we've just said, is is quite a lot at the moment. <laughs> um, I think we're all kicking off uh, with Animal Crossing. Um, and I think I speak for an entire nation of gamers when I say, thank fuck that Bunny Day is gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those eggs are the bane of my existence, let me tell you right now. Particularly yeah. when oh. you put a fishing tournament oh. into a game while you have eggs in the water. like Which then don't that's count. Just, yes, that's it, exactly. Like, it, it's like I'm trying to fish at a certain like pull out a certain number of fish or whatever and, and win this bloody tournament and I keep pulling eggs out. And it's just like, no, I'm, I, I really do think that they sort of dropped, dropped the egg on this um, a little bit around um, you don't need a big event like two weeks into a new game and still while people are, are trying to set their island up and, and they want to get all the basics and craft and sell stuff and whatever else and, and all you get is keep pulling bloody eggs out of the woodwork i think it came at the completely wrong time so here's my little thing my like ode well i say ode is positive i actually kind of hate nintendo because <laughs> so i pre-ordered the game and the the gorgeous limited edition animal crossing switch back in january the game was supposed to come to me on the 18th 
on the 17th they got an email saying oh due to a clerical error your pre-order wasn't sent out it will be allocated to the next order on the 17th of april like basically a whole month after uh, the games come uh, out like are wow. you for real so i ended up just buying another copy because i was like right whatever but i bought it like the following week after it came out because that's when i got paid so i was like right okay they've like taken my 300 pounds and run off with it whatever um so i'm trying to set up my island like from scratch bearing in mind everybody's like a good two weeks in front of me and all i'm getting is eggs eggs in the stones eggs in the yep. water eggs in the flipping trees like <laughs> what <laughs> awful i have to say i feel very cleansed because monday was the end of bunny day and i went straight to the shop with my like 500 eggs or whatever that I've stored and done absolutely nothing with and sold them all for like 80k I'm like great that that pays for half my bridge I'm done I'm out nice my goodness yeah did you craft everything oh no I made like an egg crown as a token effort and then was like yeah that'll do (laughs) on 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 the day itself I realized that all my villagers had got dressed up so I kind of got um, peer pressured via like random AI characters. So I felt very embarrassed um, and ran straight <laughs> off to the crafting station and made myself the full outfit of shoes, dress and hat. Um, ran around like a dick for a couple of hours. And then literally, I think it was about sort of 7 a.m. Monday morning. I just got straight on there, tore everything down like this sort of inappropriately petulant father on boxing day glad that christmas is over and done with for another year um and just um just took it all to the shop and (laughs) felt like i just dumped a whole box of crap on their doorstep going you have this i don't want it i don't even care what you're trying to sell it me for just take my take this random stupid crap away i think the final item was the annoying item oh wasn't just an egg wand or something i'm like what we've already got star wands and petal wands like all of that for a wand with an egg on it it was really? an egg on the stick i was so <laughs> mad like <sighs> i the whole thing about crafting everything i lost interest in that on the day um i was i, I talked to skippity hoppity dicky thing Zipper. um that's the one whatever um <laughs> And I just sort of, he was like, oh, now you have to go and find all these recipes and craft it. And I'm like, why? Why? I'm halfway through building a bridge. I need to get money for that. And I just keep pulling crap out of the ocean that's not something I can go and sell straight away. Um, But no, I'm just, oh, yeah. Anyway, so I I feel cleansed. Thank you for that sharing that sort of moment of of annoyance. Um, (laughs) Other Animal Crossing stuff. We all actually had a little moment in Animal Crossing, didn't we? When we all came around so to cute. to my island and we posed with... Um, uh, I've got the, the gaming magazine uh, flag um, on the pole by the airport and by City Hall as well. I've just realised I didn't show you um, my Nooks a Crook protest. What? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. God damn it. <laughs> I've, I, I I put it away because I was bloody bunny day. I put it away because I was trying to take nice photos and I didn't put my protest back out again. I'm the only person I think that's put in in-game um, placards around the place that complain about Tom Nook. Um, yeah, he still refers to me as this sort of resident uh, relations person. <laughs> if only you step outside your office and look at half the signs that are around <laughs> the plaza telling to, about Nook's a crook. Anyway, uh, whatever. Um, so, really yeah, clearly. we... No, that's it. Yeah, well, the raccoons are obviously illiterate. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we, we went round to Mile and we took some lovely photos. Check out uh, the article that goes with this podcast and you can see that. And I know, Ed, you've been visiting uh, islands as well um, for much more exciting reasons. Indeed. I went to a drag show in Animal Crossing, which is possibly the most surreal thing that I have done in video games. Um, so basically, Justin Moore, who is a, a streamer uh, based in the US, uh, he's one of the founding members of the Rainbow Arcade Twitch team, uh, who we interviewed a couple of weeks ago. And he has been running drag shows on his island of Booch Bay. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I went along uh, on Sunday night. And um, essentially, he has created a runway uh, on the island. And it's, it's got flowers either side and a, a camera at the end. There's a little workroom area at the back uh, with a mirror and a sewing machine. Um, and then he invites people uh, onto the island to have a little pageant and show off the amazing creations uh, that, that, that they made. And it's all streamed live on, on his Twitch channel and he plays, he plays music on the channel. Um, the chat is going wild on the side. Um, he's commenting all the way through. And it's just, it's crazy what people come up with, like the sheer creativity of people. Um, and, you know, the community coming together to support a drag show in a in a Nintendo game of all things, um, you know, and it's there was there was someone who did a, a bayonetta cosplay outfit. Um, oh, someone did, um, yeah, which w- was amazing. Um, someone did um, Joe Exotic from Tiger King, which then went into <laughs> which then went into Carol Baskin um, oh. in like a tiger outfit, dropping skeletons on the on the runway. Oh, oh um, my god! Very topical. Um, there was some, this challenge. My there was God. some amazing fashion. Because um, what's great is obviously if you use your wand, you can change between outfits, so that becomes your reveal. Um, so people oh. people are throwing. Yeah. So you walk down, and then when you when you use the wand, you name your outfit. So then people are naming them in different things. So one of them was like Swedish fish in this like mermaid <laughs> outfit. Um, like just it was just hilarious. And Justin is a is a great sort of commentator. He's basically crying with laughter throughout the entire thing. Um, and bless him, he, you know, invited me onto the island and he put a little seat down for me to sit on as, you know, guest of honour. And um, I, obviously when you come to someone's island, it shows them coming through the door of the, of the airport. So that was everyone's, you know, entrance look. Um, so for the others, some of them were like, you know, I'm in a pilot outfit, I've just landed. Um, some of them were in all black, not wanting to give anything away. Some of them were in very, like, you know, masculine outfits on the trade of the season. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking, you know, what am I going to wear? So I wore my, my Pikachu mean jumper, which is the one thing that I've made for myself, which I'm very proud of, um, which is the sort of Pikachu shock face that is on a jumper. Um, so oh, I so kind good. of walk around on the stream with that and Justin's laughing and, uh, you know, I changed my passport. So it said pro reviewer, um, which I managed to find. Um, so yeah, it was, it was completely surreal. I'm, I'm playing the game on the TV whilst also watching myself on my computer on the stream, um, watching it all happen on the chat. And it was crazy, but just so, so much fun. Um, and writing that up for the, for the website was, uh, was a really really fun moment for me it's it's moments like that that sort of just it the 
not just obviously with the current sort of ongoing crisis, but also in general, the amount of sort of digital creativity that is happening is amazing. And the, and the way that sort of games are being used now to sort of express all of these different crossovers between uh, games and culture and uh, pop culture and everything like that. There's, um, there's a Twitch and YouTuber uh, called 8-Bit Dylan, um, mm-hmm. based out of San Francisco. He's um, done some amazing YouTube videos, which has basically been recreating uh, Survivor, but with drag queens off RuPaul's Drag Race in The <laughs> Sims. Done the <sighs> entire like episode, writes out stage directions, writes out the entire episode, like 10 episode seasons, half hour ago. Um, and, and to sort of plan all of that out, to sort of... <laughs> like have all the different create all the sit there to create all the different characters all the different settings and that sort of stuff it's just hilarious what people can do yeah um, there's um there's a drag queen streamer called hashtag trashly um who's yes. in the stream queens group and she did uh rupaul's drag race in the sims um like recreating each season um Brilliant. which was hilarious and i should also say um justin's not alone in animal crossing drag there are other drag shows i know um evilicious who uh, yeah, is yeah, another yeah. another drag streamer? Mm-hmm. Um, she's been doing some drag shows as well. So um, yeah, other there are more drag there are... crossings are available. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's I'm great always fun. so in, impressed with these things because, like, I like it's an incredible amount of work, and it always comes out like so polished. And if you think about, it, especially like with The Sims, like The Sims has always been a really intimidating game for me because there are hella systems, so many like different menus. I'm like, Mm-mm, this is too much reading, too much maths. I can't be bothered. Um, so the fact that people have like conquered that hill and then gone on to like make these incredible like settings and then written stories out for it, like I always take my hats off to them. Like truly. Yeah, I think each yeah, competitor I mean, had messaged Justin and said, like, this is sort of the background to my character. This is the music I want played as I'm coming down. Some of them had two for the two different looks and reveals. So, like, they'd gone into so much detail and planning before they'd even arrived. And to think, you like, you know, I'm going to drop skeletons as Carol Baskin, so I need to make sure I collected fossils and had them assessed so that when it drops, it's the right yeah. icon. And, you know, to, to arrive on the island with everything prepared, it's it's crazy how much work's gone into it. I mean, I was thinking about for the podcast sort of one yesterday when we were in until we sort of realized that nobody would fucking see it. Um, <laughs> my initial thought was actually we could do the podcast on the island. But then I kind of realized that describing to everyone listening to this podcast what's actually happening would suddenly become really, really boring. Um, <laughs> I was sort of thinking it'd be really cool if I had like some headphones. Um, but then I suddenly thought, well, how do I get headphones? And that's where my creativity falls over, which is like... I don't think I could set up half of what they did, um, but they were absolutely fantastic. What's It's still available to watch, isn't it? So where do people go if they want to watch this? So you can go to Justin's Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Justin underscore Nick. Cool. Awesome. So. Um, any more Animal Crossing before we move on from our, our cleanse? I'm sure we could go no. on. <sighs> Yeah, we really could. I mean, I kind of came into it a lot later. Um, I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I do, mainly because, and this is such a terrible, like, hipster thing that I have, but when I see people talking about something, like, too much, I'm like, ugh, like, you kind of get fatigued off of it a bit. So I was worried that would happen because, like, Animal Crossing was literally everywhere when it came out, understandably so. Um, And I tried to limit that, but, you know, things still got through, whatever. Um, But, yeah, like, it's just, 
it's so great and i love that you know technically you can only do so much every single day which means i'm more inclined to kind of keep picking it back up and i haven't even bothered bothered with all of the customization because i am not a creative person i think i've made a brick that's about it like, <laughs> that's probably as far as my creativity goes but well, that's what sort of uh, but the yeah. whole thing about having to play it on a daily basis and, and only sort of it, it it's great because it means that i sort of play it for an hour uh dip in dip out and that's me done um but the looking at people that are sort of like got hundreds of thousands of bells and they've sort of recreated um, the exact layout of their house from friends or something. And it's like, how many hours have you had to put into this? And also, um. to be honest with you, what have you been doing to get this much done? Because when I play it, I sort of, you hit that kind of plateau, like you've done your job, you've done your chores, you've sold what you need to sell, uh, you've chatted to everyone. That's about it. That's, that's about For it? me, that's that. I, and before anyone has a go, no, I don't do weeding. I, I, yeah, I, I like a nat. We I know. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, I like a natural <laughs> island. I sort of clean off the main bits, but I, I think to encourage the bees, you need a kind of uh, sort of natural space. Um, but no, I, I just sort of like I, I just wonder about like people that I got this on the opening weekend. So pe- I, I sort of measuring it against what other people have done, where they've sort of recreated a, a sort of meter by meter accurate re- representation of Kew Gardens or something. It's like, what? how on earth have you done that? What I find crazy is people who have essentially developed it into a city and everything is paved and there's like a diner and a shop. And, <laughs> it and sort like, of takes away the whole point of it being an island, really, doesn't it? I'm going to go and yeah, pave I mean, the entire for, thing. <laughs> for me, I like the kind of natural sort of idyllic sort of country feel of it and i want trees and plants and i want it to look nice Mm. people have essentially bulldozed the island which is you know not necessarily what i would choose to do i think it's incredible though the amount of work that goes into that um it's just i guess not my aesthetic yeah i actually think that's a good point because this is a village and not it's an island and not a village like the last game yeah Yeah. like Yeah, New, New Leaf was connected by a train station and stuff, so that, that mm. it suggested that it was part of a mainland. Um, yeah. But no, this is this is a castaway island, and people are just going for like, I know what'll look good here: concrete, um, and it'll just sort of, <laughs> and they literally just tarmac the entire place. So th- they're not going to win many environmental prizes, are they? <laughs> uh, right, enough with Animal Crossing. Um, I've also been uh, playing uh, Mario and Rabbids. So this is um, Ubisoft's crack at doing a sort of turn-based Mario meets Rabbids, really, really fun game. And I know that someone somewhere, I think it was Matt back in the day, because it was a couple of years, a couple of three years old now, um, reviewed for another site, which we won't talk about, um, and sort of said, like, this is the game that Nintendo, this is the Mario game that Nintendo wished they'd made. Um, it is really, really cool, and it, it just—I have to admit—I'm not really one for turn-based uh, stuff. Um, but mm. this is this has completely sort of just changed that, and it, it's, it's such a fun thing that you can just lose hours in, uh, play with some really cool tactics, but it's still done in a great sort of Nintendo Mario uh, sort of fun way. Um, so that's been sort of, and and also to be honest with you, it was on ridiculously cheap sale on the Nintendo eShop. So I just picked it up and I've just been, I've barely struggled to sort of put it down, I have to admit. 
Yeah, because I remember when that came out, my flatmate was obsessed with it. It's like Nintendo's XCOM, basically. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty interesting. I think the where what I can't get over is the rabbits. Like, they are like minions for me. And I just yeah. can't. Yeah, I just can't. <laughs> are they as annoying as like they sort of seem? I mean, they don't talk like minions. So there's always okay. that. Um, and it, I was going to say a spoiler, but you can't really spoil it because it's about three years old. But nah. the whole point of the the whole point of it, the storyline, is that there's been a kind of uh, scientific sort of mashup um, between the, the two sort of sets of characters. So you now have kind of rabid Peach and rabid uh, Mario and stuff. So they they have the sort of crazy, goofy, sort of rabid looks, but with Mario hat on or with Peach's dress on or. And it's oh, hilarious okay. and it's sort of it there's a lot of comedy that you can derive from that but it's done in that brilliantly sort of nintendo um comedic style that just works for for everyone and, and cross borders as well because obviously there's no there's no actual sort of dialogue in it um How yeah can you that's hate rabbit peach i didn't rabbit say i hated rabbit peach well shay said she wasn't say sure I hated her. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> I, just, I mean, I haven't played it. And just some videos, I'm like, yeah, I want to play Rabbit Peach. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've they've got a bit more character than than minions. They're not as annoying. Um, okay. So yeah, it's it's like six pound odd on the Nintendo eShop at the moment. So I know times is tough, but if you are genuinely sort of in the market for just a bit of something, just to pick up and just play um, and just sort of unplug your brain a bit, then I I would just I'd grab it. I really would. Yeah, I mean, six pounds on the Nintendo eShop, like nothing goes down on that flipping store. So yeah, well, it's, it's, we'll talk about it in a bit. Obviously, with sort of some of the mm. other stuff that we've got, but it, it, it I feel like there's sort of, I mean, Nintendo having sales is is one thing to start off with, but yeah. then having sort of like sixty, seventy percent off some games, um, get them while you can because they're going to go back up to sixty quid again <laughs> before you know it for a game that's like ten years old. Um, but, <laughs> In the good sort of Nintendo style, but yes, uh, so that's my that's my sort of Animal Crossing for everyone, and then my little my little dabble with Mario and Rabbids. Um, Shay, what have you been what have you been playing? Um, so outside of Animal Crossing, I decided to go back to Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I loved that game so much when it came out um, in 2017, and yeah, I just like I really missed being in that world. Um, it's like you know, if you're not familiar, it's like a sort of big open world sandbox whatever they however they refer to those types of games so there is a bit of like grinding especially in like the middle point of the game but i don't really mind that like it's open world enough where there's lots to do but it feels contained enough that you can you know like you can get it completed in a reasonable amount of time um i think the story is like really interesting basically it's like a society of matriarchs um and they sort of rule everything which great amazing you Mm -hmm. play as like an outcast fairly standard stuff um i really like mainly fell in love with like the design of the characters and stuff like because they really mix like the old and the futuristic like really really well and yeah just like being able to take down these huge like futuristic dinosaurs that have like there's like the bellowbacks that have like um fire and like a sack on their back and like if you shoot that it explodes and it just looks really cool it's really nice. really satisfying to play um i've been like playing loads of stuff like sekiro um which so i just needed a break and like something easy and digestible because <laughs> oh, I hear makes you me want to cry oh my god gorgeous <laughs> game incredible but my god 
Yeah. Infuriating. But yeah. Um, so Horizon's been on my list of my, my sort of backlog of things to play. Um, I, I, I'm a big sort of open world sandboxy kind of guy. Um, I'm just been, I've literally just restarted and this is obviously the Corona in me, um, not in me, <laughs> but sort of the Corona in the world. But the, um, I've just restarted uh, Red Dead 2. Um, oh, nice. Because I can't get outside, so I thought I might as well go into a game that has the outdoors um, really, really, really well rendered. Um, so, yeah, in, in, in lieu of being able to get outside myself, I'm riding my horse around, going, sitting by waterfalls, shooting people, all the sort of stuff that I enjoy doing. Um, Amazing. And then, yeah, it's it sort of, yeah, so, so that's cool. That's been on my list, I have to admit, Horizon, so I will... I will take a look. I think. Um, yeah, I've been meaning to go to go back to it for the DLC because I mm. I completed the game. I got the platinum, but I didn't get the DLC. So I've been meaning to go back and do that. And it's um it is a beautiful, beautiful game. I think it came out very at a very similar time to Breath of the Wild, and yeah. there was a, a lot of comparison between the two. In that, in in comparison, Horizon feels a little bit restrictive. Um, I think for me it's sort of the pinnacle of the Ubisoft style of open world game. Um, mm. It's beautiful. The combat is really, really interesting. Um, oh, so I think good. the um, the story is really great as well. Um, but it it doesn't quite have that sense of freedom um, as Breath of the Wild does. Um, so it feels like it's just, it's it's the pinnacle of an older style of game. Um, not to say it's it's bad by any means. Um, I think it is it's fantastic, but it's not. Let's say it's not an innovative game. It's just very very good at what it does. Exactly that, and I don't need it to be for what it is. I don't need it to try and reinvent the wheel. And I think that's what people kind of got tripped up on because, like, yeah, the Breath of the Wild comparisons never made any sense to me because they're very very different games. But mm. also, I hated Breath of the Wild. I think it's the worst oh. Zelda game. I cannot stand <laughs> Ed is literally about that to title. break all regulations <laughs> and come running round to your house to kill you immediately. <laughs> like I, I think I lent it to a friend. I haven't even asked for it back. Like I just, I don't get it. Like first of all, it's not a Zelda game. I was like, this is not a Zelda game at all. But also, like, it just like it just feels so aimless, and I know that's the whole point. But I no, tell me what to do. Don't give me this big empty world, and then say nothing you do basically matters because you're just supposed to figure it out for yourself. The fact that you can go and like kill off the divine beasts in any order, like, I just I just want things to feel like purposeful and meaningful, and nothing in that world does to me. <laughs> Ed, are you okay? I am speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you feel like that, then Horizon is the perfect game for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it doesn't, going back to Horizon, when you say it doesn't change the world and it doesn't sort of set anything on fire and it's nothing revolutionary, are we sort of comparing it then to like The Outer Worlds, which was a, a good game, a solidly good game, but it didn't really sort of set any new wheels in motion? I have some thoughts about Outer Wilds. I don't even think that was a good Worlds, game. Worlds, not wild. Worlds, not wilds. I do Sorry. this all the time. Wilds, <laughs> amazing. Wilds, terrible. Yeah. Like, I could not believe... I just... First of all, not an RPG. None of the, like, classic RPG elements that you find in any previous, like, RPG game... RPG game, Jesus Christ. RPG oh, yeah. are present in the Outer wi Worlds. 
mainly because like so you spend all this time in the character creation screen and then the whole game is in first person so you don't see your character um like the combat like combat wise in terms of you know giving yourself attributes that stuff doesn't matter because the game is like ridiculously easy like mm-hmm. without even really trying like 30 30 hours into it i was like this charismatic superhero pretty much like it's just it like it, it in terms of like not reinventing the wheel like it didn't even like it's not even in the same bloody company like it's not even in the same didn't building even have a wheel. like yeah. no exactly like it was just Oh my god, it was just so rudimentary. Like I couldn't believe that this was the game that people were hyping up for so long. Like the story, like, barely is there. Like it kind of posited itself as this edgy take on like anti-capitalism, but it wasn't even that. Like, and like all of the characters, because everyone said that the characters were like the sort of saving grace, but you've got that one guy, Felix, who's like being beat up by a bunch of guards, and he's like, Oh, actually, can I come with you? I was like, no. I don't even know you. It was oh my god. Oh, I hate okay, it. I, have, I haven't played it, and I, from what I understand, it's essentially kind of budget Fallout. And for me to go back to your point, Robin, I feel like um, Horizon Zero Dawn is is kind of I guess the equivalent with Ubisoft's games, but probably done better. It's like it's taken their formula yeah. and okay. said actually we can do that even better. One hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. On that we okay. can agree. Well, Good. We can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you two to sort of gun it out over um, Breath of the Wild. Um, Ed, what have... <laughs> yeah. uh, Ed, what have you been playing? Breath of the Wild, perhaps? <laughs> yeah. Sadly, no. Uh, as much as I would love to play that all over again. Um, no, I, like a lot of other people, have been playing Final Fantasy VII. Nice. Um, remake. So, the remake, yes. Uh, although I'm very tempted to go back and play the original again. Um, what's what's funny actually is myself and my partner have both been playing remakes of PlayStation One games. So I've been playing Final Fantasy VII, and he's just finished Resident Evil Two um, oh, from, nice. from last year. Cool. So we've been we've been in a sort of weird futuristic retro kind of space, I guess. Um, and a side note: do not play Resident Evil Two with your partner. Like that is not a fun experience. Um, yeah, I thought, you know, this would be nice. I'll, you can play, I'll sit and sort of direct you and help with the puzzles and, and all this kind of stuff. And then Mr. X comes along and there's me screaming, left, right, go, well, next door. We learned, like, we learned this people. early on in a, in a conversation, which I think was on, I think it was on our old radio show, um, which basically we learned very quickly that you don't play any video games in Ed's company. Um, because he's one of the worst backseat gamers you'll ever, ever beat. That is true. And I apologize. So the, the idea of playing any of game uh, in your company <laughs> fills me with <laughs> near dread. Um, love you, but... <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Um, anyway, back to Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> tricky. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII is... Um, I am really, really, really enjoying it. Um, I will caveat this by saying I'm not hugely far into it. Um, I am in Chapter 9, which for anyone who's playing it is the wall market area um, with the, I guess, vague spoiler, uh, with the drag scene. Um, so I'm, I'm nearly at that. Um, so I, I don't have like a, a complete opinion on it. Um, what I will say is that so far it feels to me that it is overblown, it's bloated, it's self-indulgent, it's meandering, <laughs> and I would want nothing less. Um, like, it's, 
It's my favorite it's a standard Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy game, then, isn't it? Wow, well, <laughs> it's it's my favorite Final Fantasy. It's one of my favorite games. Um, I played it actually originally on PC a couple of years after it came out, uh, which kept crashing, which was a terrible experience. Um, but I loved the game regardless. Um, so to be able to play that and just revel in that world all over again in glorious detail, I am happy for it to be at like a snail's pace. Um, a lot of people maybe aren't. It feels very um, linear. There's lots of corridors. Uh, it's a very strict path. In that sense, it feels almost like the culmination of 13 and 15 that came beforehand. Um, but ultimately, it's it's a recreation of the first, what, six, seven hours of the original, which is linear because it's setting up the story. So there's only so much that they can do with it. Um, so, you know, it is very self-indulgent, but I'm really, really appreciating that. One of the first things I did was just to look up because in the original, it's obviously set camera angles and it's this, mm. this world where you are down in, for a lot of it, you're down in the slums and you've got the, the upper plate where the, you know, the, the upper classes live. And you never really see that distinction because of the camera angles. And because it's set backgrounds, it's nearly always night. And now suddenly you can look up, you can see the world around you, you can see it in daytime, which, you know, if looking back 20 years when the original came out, it's just crazy to see this in so much detail. Um, the other major, major thing I love about it is the music. Um, the soundtrack of the original is already incredible, but it's all been reorchestrated. Um, there are new tracks as well, which fit in perfectly. There was a moment yesterday where I started chapter nine and the music just came in with these really gentle synths. And I literally sat for a good five minutes just listening to the music um, whilst looking around. It's just the presentation of it, the use of like themes and leitmotifs. Um, it, it's like you're playing a film, although it's essentially if the original was a film, this is the TV show version that goes into mm. way more detail. It's glacial, but if you love the world, it is absolutely worth it. Cool. I think that's um, a stunning review, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's the review sorted. Um, there you go. <laughs> no, I mean, it, Matt did a great article last, uh, last week about um, Final Fantasy, obviously, which is around um, how, just how gay it is um, and how for what is inherently... A Final Fantasy game that comes out of Japan um, there are elements of it that aren't even sort of nudge nudge wink wink there are actual sort of fully gay moments um, that I think is a great thing for us um, but also what was really sort of heartening to see I think was that as you say the drag the cross-dressing element was done a lot more sensitively but I, I feel like it was done without sort of twisting the story too much yeah, I mean, in the original, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, it, I, from what I, I haven't quite got there, from what I, what I hear, it's, like you say, it's a little more sensitively done. Um, you know, I, I haven't read Matt's article, and I will do when I finished. Uh, I've been trying to just kind of go into everything cold uh, mm. for now. <clears throat> I mean, what I will say is that the game is thirsty as hell um, <laughs> from the very beginning. I mean, there's a character called Jesse, who's part oh. of Avalanche, and in the original, you know, the Avalanche sort of wider group aren't included as much. Um, and they've, they've very much uh, expanded the backstory. And her backstory, okay, fine. You know, you go to see her parents and her mum makes a lovely pizza, fine. But her, like 99% of her character is she is thirsty for cloud. And she's literally like, 
yeah, we finished the job. Why don't you come back to my flat afterwards? It's like, all right, chill out. Um, it's it's like so many other characters are thirsty for Cloud, and you know, I get it. He's hot, but I mean that. If, yeah, <laughs> I have no more to say. Okay, so yeah, that's that seems to have really taken your mind on a good wander. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Ed's thirsty for Cloud as well. Um, oh no 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 no! I'm thirsty for Biggs. I'll tell you that. Uh, much. Okay, I bet you are. Um, on that note, I think uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be we'll be right back to talk about what's in the news. Stick around. Gaming magazine is about to get a whole lot better. Become a patron of Gaming Magazine and take your love of gaming to a whole new level. We're talking exclusive content, big prizes, and a peek behind the scenes of your favourite gaming magazine with a new patron-only podcast. Plus, you'll be helping us support our wonderful freelance writers. So if you enjoy what we do and want to toss us some coin, then have we got some juicy stuff just for you. Visit patreon.com forward slash gaming mag now to check out the different tiers and what's on offer. Welcome back. I'm here with Ed and Shay, and this segment is called Best of Gaming, where we talk about our pick of the hot articles on Gaming Magazine. Shay, what's caught your eye this week? So, I am a huge Dragon Age fan, but specifically the second game. Um, I feel like the first one, you know, was very much like an ode to older fantasy. And then the second one was like, oh, we've got pressure from EA. This is really fun. We need to like far out a game, basically. But <laughs> I, I think it ended up being the best of the trilogy. Um, and so anytime that there's dragon age 2 news i'm on it and amy did a wonderful piece here's why you should play dragon age 2 like right now i mean like the, we gushed about this the first time we met and i was like you're a good person um and so she always nails it like she's got like she picks out like the cast being the best isabella which is one of my favorite characters ever she gives her like a whole um section to herself um and then there's like little dumb stuff about the makeup in that game being terrible like it is not a pretty game but it's about the story you know it's like a polished turd if like the turd isn't that much polished like um but then there's a like it's almost like a twofer so um amy did this piece in february about um like what your dragon age crush says about you she breaks it down by character in each game um and just the way she talks about Leliana, because Leliana is just a hot assassin, right? Like, you kind of want her to murder you. And that, I mean, that's how I always felt about her. And the fact that Amy shouted that out, I'm like, we're kindred spirits. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, mean... I, I think anybody that takes uh, a good interest in, in gaming um, magazine can't ignore the fact that Dragon Age uh, keeps coming round and rears its head every five minutes. Um, and... That is very much Amy. And I love her for that because everyone needs a passion in life. Um, hers is hers is ga- hers is Dragon Age. And like you say, the pieces that she wrote, um, the piece around sort of comparing all of the Dragon Age uh, romance options is, is just hilarious. Um, I know that when we put it out onto our social media, everybody was going through the list and sort of picking out, um, oh, I soulless. Um, you have the worst luck in the world when it comes to men. Or our iron bolt <laughs> sex is cool and all, but your real passion is dragons, which is fair. And I think a lot of people think like that. So she called uh, Alistair a soft boy. I was like, yes, <laughs> he really is. It's so good. <laughs> See, I've only um, played yes. 
Origins and um, um, what was the the third one? Uh, Inquisition. That's the one. Inquisition. I was, yeah. I was about to say acquisition. I was like, that's not the right word. Inquisition. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Dragon um, Age Ferengi. Little, yeah. star, little Star Trek joke for all the uh, nerds out there. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I've missed I've missed Dragon Age two. So, what? Why? Why should we play that in comparison to the other two? Okay, if you're looking for something short and concise, um, here's the game for you. Like everything is like super bloated nowadays, where it's like eighty hours long, and it really doesn't need to be. It's a very very short game. It tells a story like in one city and you know you follow a character and they're like ragtag band of pals um but i think what it does really nicely is like using the characters it tells much more of the story that like the main story almost like leaves to be desired um it is definitely like a filler game if you compare it to like origins and inquisition but i think as a standalone story it is really interesting and i felt myself like wanting more like i wanted to know more about these characters more about the city um like i don't know i just i kind of like really easy like hack and slash combat that's exactly that in this game um yeah you're gonna want to love the characters like there's just no other way to put that so i'd say give it a go you'd be done in about two sittings, I think. Give it a go, please. Yeah. And if you're a Mance Fenris, then, then you're sure uh, there is a good therapist out there for you somewhere, but you're still going to raid your rich <laughs> uncle's cellar barefooted, we might add, and drink your problems away. I mean, that's, that's fairly standard for the coronavirus at the moment, staying home, social <laughs> distancing. And drinking. <laughs> and drinking, basically, yeah. Cool. Uh, Ed, what have you been, what have you been reading? So I noticed the news um, around Sony offering free games uh, for its Play at Home initiative, um, which when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, this is, this is really exciting, and it's, it's Sony doing something really great at the moment. Um, and then I saw, saw the games, and it's, it's Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, and Journey. Now, the collection is, you know, it's three games in one. That's a lot of gameplay. Um, and Journey is a, is a classic, but both of these have been available on PS Plus previously. Um, it feels a bit like an obvious choice to throw out as free games. Now, I'm not you know, saying that they should throw out their, the, the best of their best for free, and I think it's definitely a, a good gesture. It's a nice thing for them to do. I think that you know, gaming companies at the moment are probably making a lot of money uh, with people sat at home downloading tons of digital games. So to give something out for free is absolutely a lovely gesture. Um, I think I just question a little bit the, the choice maybe. Um, and, you know, question, is there something more that gaming companies could be doing at the moment? Um, you know, they're probably breaking it in. They've put some sales up to try and entice people to spend more money. Um, you know, is there news of of gaming companies giving anything to charity or or doing something more in this time rather than just giving away a couple of games for free that most people already own, I imagine. So you're just being ungrateful. <laughs> no, I completely agree. I want more like free things. <laughs> I completely agree. I think, you know, these companies have deep pockets and, you know, not to get all serious and miss activists on everybody. Don't do but that here. you know <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these companies like make their money off of like the exploitation of the global south you know you you can spare a few extra games i'm hoping that what they end up doing is like um like maybe doing because i think it's free from now until like may 5th so i wonder from like may 6th will it be like two other games it better be is what i I'm read saying. the press release for that and i felt mm -hmm. 
I felt like um, I, I had no strong feelings about the choice of games. I, to be honest with you, haven't played Uncharted, and I don't pl- and I don't pay for uh, PlayStation now. I'm an Xbox um, Unlimited kind of guy. Um, so having that sort of available, um, I probably would. I probably will grab um, the Uncharted mm. collection. I mean, definitely but, grab them. They, it's both games are absolutely you get to keep worth them. getting. If you don't. The, the, the first, the yeah. first read, the, the first read through the press release I saw was very much a case of like, oh, it's only free for a month. But then, I, but then I sort of clarified with it, and it said, oh, if you download it in that time, you get to keep it in your library. So they are free games. So you might as well okay. grab them. That's perfect. Um, but the, also to pick up on your point, Shay, when I mm. read it, I did feel like when they put that end date in. I felt mm. like, oh, they're going to release another couple of games at that point. I, it, I, I really I, hope so. Yeah. I read it that way. And part of me wondered, would it just be not be easier just to sort of make um, the sort of streaming, the downloadable uh, net platforms, whether that's uh, Xbox Unlimited or PlayStation Now? Is it now? Yeah. PlayStation Plus. Yes. Plus. Um, really should know these things. Um, why don't you just make them free? But then that is kind of like sort of pissing on the people that are paying their money um, for it not to be free, I suppose. Mm. But you're, you're both absolutely right, really, and sort of having a serious moment. There's, there's a lot of money in the business. And at a time where people are being encouraged to stay at home, I, I know, and there are examples, and there are a few sort of things. I think Ubisoft, I can't remember what they've did, or, but they, they released uh, a couple of codes that gave you some DLC content for one of the games and um, another company is given a game away for free and someone's doing something on Steam and it, it's happening. There are bits and pieces, obviously Nintendo with their sort of ludicrous eShop discounts at the moment. Mm. Um, they're sort of doing some good stuff, but I, I feel like they, there could be more. Um, and a couple of the, I probably should have researched this before we started talking about it, but and I know that a couple of the video game-esque charities out there are trying to sort of pull together um, good mental health resources through games. But again, nothing that comes with any sort of great, here's something really free and exciting to get your teeth into. Um, Like the games like Stardew Valley, for example, really great game in a kind of Animal Crossing, positive mental health kind of field. Mm. Just make that available. Just, Just make that free for a bit. Like get people plugging into sort of mindless, mindless games that sort of helps them relax or something. But then again, what role is the company to play in in all of this versus government versus the world in general? Um, Very true. And, and as developers who do take a cut of all of this, obviously, sort of Ubisoft, Blizzard, etc., they're huge. Um, but if you give too much away, then you're sort of also pooping on companies out there who probably are also furloughing their staff and probably also struggling to make ends meet at the moment and have uh, I, I feel sorry for the, the the big companies who have just budged their release date not really caring about how much they'd already spent on marketing not really caring about the fact that they're not going to get those incomes for another six months or something they're fine but what about the games companies yeah. um that are committed to releasing a game in may and that's what their entire business is built around. So they've got to make that work somehow. I feel really sorry for them because so although true. theoretically everyone sat at home playing video games, nobody's consuming media in the usual way. So 
sort of standardish um, marketing channels and stuff just wouldn't work. So you really are sort of pretty committed to just owning it and seeing what you can get out of it in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of games are being pushed back at the moment and people have said, you know, this makes space for, for more indie games to come through. And, you know, it. I guess I feel like if Sony are having this as a play-at-home initiative that they are sending a press release out for and it's this big thing and then it's essentially just a couple of their obvious games that they've that they've just released for free it just feels a little bit half-arsed you know maybe it could be a complete thing of play at home here's a load of indie games um that you might not already have played that now we're going to help support and it's it's just showing a bit more support for for developers well, so long as, well as sony players. are paying yeah so long as sony are paying the indie devs the the fair share of um of that profit then yeah that's absolutely fine but the, i think yeah. that was a point of under the current circumstances a big company can just give a little bit away for free that's fine but i think asking an indie indie company to sort of can we have a free game or can we give this away for free or can you take a smaller profit margin because we want to do this i think that's sort of that's doubly uh knackering in in the current climate i mean it wouldn't necessarily be free just even just somewhere on the on the store just saying look here are some great games that we want to highlight um i mean that's a good idea yeah that they could certainly sort of repurpose the storefronts and sort of like what they do for pride to be honest with you by sort of saying check out these great mindful games or check out these great um indie games or while you're not doing anything here's here's our top 10 things you never get around to playing but now you can play them that's a good idea because when you open (laughs) <laughs> when you open the store like you know you're immediately met with like final fantasy that's not, like it's gonna sell regardless you know one yeah. of the biggest anticipated games of the year it will sell no matter what you do i think yeah giving the space to like you know lesser known games or like some indie titles would be brilliant um and i hope it's something they at least even try and broach in the coming months fingers crossed um mm. last little bit from me then so i've been reading um an article that i wrote um, which was about, it actually, it's a bit old. So it actually came out on the 26th of March and it was about the second, uh, Nintendo direct. So March actually had two Nintendo directs. The first one was the Indies one or the Nindies as Ed, uh, taught me. Um, mm-hmm. and then this one was the, the surprise one, although they kind of, they kind of told you they were going to give you two. So I don't know why it was ever really told was a surprise and they called it a mini and I was a bit sort of, oh, okay, it's going to be a couple of little bits. But it actually had a lot of content in there. And so yeah. I thought that now we've got past Bunny Day, which was the headline of this direct, was the fact that, brace yourselves, the eggs are coming. Um, I figured we'd have a very sort of quick sort of retrospective of what we still have to look forward to. Now, there's loads in this. If you check out the article, um, we link to the full press release. There was... It was 25 minute long uh, video. It, I, I think it made maybe 12 or 15 different announcements of, of loads of different ones. But just as a quick sort of uh, pick out, um, they revealed that the next Super Mario Smash Brothers Ultimate Fighter, it will be from ARMS. Um, so that's the sort of either Springman, Ribbon Girl. Um, so if anyone's played ARMS, then that's going to be an interesting sort of way of coming into there. And obviously by the nature of the game, um, the arms are extending. Um, one thing for me was um, that 2K had a moment in the direct and they actually revealed 
that not one, not two, but three different collections are being released by 2K onto Switch, um, which would be including the uh, XCOM, which uh, we mentioned earlier, and Bioshock, the collection, which includes all three Bioshock games, uh, but also the Borderlands uh, Legendary collection. So continuing my sort of fan wank of Borderlands, I can now take (laughs) Borderlands wherever I wish to go. Um, and that's obviously uh, Borderlands, Borderlands Two, and the pre-sequel. Um, I mean, that's huge just to start just on those three. Bi- I mean, Bioshock, XCOM, and, and Borderlands. Um, and there was I, I'm not a Pokemon person. I'm not sure I can say that without being lynched. But I'm not a Pokemon person. So <laughs> there's a Sword and Shield um, expansion pass coming. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, and obviously the, the news around. Okay, well, go on then. Talk to me about this. Go on. <laughs> well, I mean, they'd, they'd already announced the expansion pass, but this was That's what I thought, more, yeah. There wasn't... But this was just some more information um, okay. around one of them, um, talking about the new legendary that's coming and just how that will work. So, um, you know, for, for fans of Pokemon, it's, it's an extra little tidbit of information. Cool. Yes, because it's past one and past part two. Which So, yeah, they but yeah, we'd, we'd reported on the expansion pass coming previously. So yes, okay, that was just an expansion of an expansion. Um, <laughs> the, the Ring Fit having its new rhythm game. If anyone hasn't has the Ring Fit, well done to start off with. Because they're like, honestly. Or well, Ed and I have. Um, oh, yeah. just Sorry. me then, living my just broke you, life. Yeah. <laughs> we train our rings together. Um, the, <laughs> they have, they've now brought the rhythm uh, game into it now i think i can speak for ed as well that we're suckers for a rhythm game um, Me too. and to now bring that into uh ring fit uh is brilliant and what starts out at a bit of fun does get you pretty sort of worked up oh god i was about to say worked up hot and sweaty but oh. sort of breathless no i don't know it, it gets you pretty sort of going oh shit yeah. <laughs> I mean, Whatever. there's, there's like good. four different difficulty settings on it. And the first one is, is, is very easy, just, you know, pushing and pulling and whatever. And then, you know, as it cranks up, it gets actually quite tricky. Um, yeah, so it, it genuinely is an extension of the workout. Mm. I, thought it was, I thought genuinely it was just going to be a bit of fun. I thought it was like, this is, the, this is the sort of the non-serious side of ring fit where you just get to sort of jump around and pull your sort of different shapes and whatever else. But no, you're right. It, it, when you when you do sort of crank it up and you really get into it and you've done maybe two or three uh songs and the good thing is of course all the songs are properly classic retro nintendo songs and that in itself working out to sort of mario's theme or or whatever is is brilliant in itself but then yeah you really do start sort of like like a giant version of bop it where you're sort of pulling and twisting (laughs) and and jumping and diving and stuff and it really does sort of yeah it really gets into you that's a great, great description. It's just like Boppet. Um, yeah, I mean, with the with the Zelda, Boppet. yeah, with the Zelda music, I was like, how are they going to do Breath of the Wild? Because it's so like tinkly pianos and and ethereal. And then when I went on it, I realised it's the the music that comes on when the guardians see you and start start oh. you know shooting lasers at you. And I was like, okay, this is panic inducing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm not jealous at all. My God. <laughs> The last thing that we picked up uh, from that direct was that Catherine Full Body um, is arriving on Switch. Now, it's a really good game. Um, it obviously has 
we spoke quite a lot and one of our other contributors um, spoke a lot about how this version of the game is, is a vast improvement on the old version because the old version did have some fairly archaic views on LGBTQ people and, and relationships. Um, but this is this has taken a, a long sort of big leap or two forwards. Um, and that's now coming out on Switch as well. So I just wanted to sort of run that past because I feel like Bunny Day uh, sort of stamps all over that mm-hmm. Nintendo Direct. So I, I figured we'd have a little a little wander down memory lane. <laughs> just think about the, <laughs> the sort of cool stuff that's coming up. Like I say, Borderlands, I'm there. May, done. Um, same with Bioshock. I'm, I'm, I'm good with both of them. And the full collection as well, not just one game. That's, I don't know whether they're going to have to have like different cartridges or whatever, but that's cool. I'm happy with that. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Right, guys, thank you for that. Um, now, coming up after the break, uh, I'm joined by Novimpia. Uh, but for now, it's a big goodbye to Shay and Ed. Thank you both for stopping by. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thanks for having me. <laughs> Caught you mid <laughs> mid sip to that, Shay. <laughs> um, <laughs> We'll, we'll certainly have you back on very soon. And in the meantime, stay safe. And we will see you after the break. Did you know that Gaming Magazine now has a Discord channel? Come and enjoy more chat, gossip and gameplay with your fellow gamers from around the world. Visit gamingmag.com forward slash discord to get started. Welcome back. Uh, I'm joined now in the studio uh, by our fantastic special guests for this episode. It's the YouTube sensations that are Novimpia. Oh, oh gosh, hi. Hello, darling. You're too kind. <laughs> How are we? Oh, you know, not great. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the isolation living, craze kicked in. You can't complain because we've got a house and we've got a little down the street and we're doing fine, but got on board. I think we said yesterday was the first day that we actually felt properly bored. Just walking around, like, what is there to do? God. I know. I mean, we've got a garden and I hate gardening, but I'm even I'm now bored enough that I go and do gardening. Get oh, down the old lawn mower. To. No, I wouldn't do that, no. <laughs> I'm not that. It's not got that far for me. Not yet. that far yet. Not not to suicidal no. point yet. <laughs> no, almost. We'll see by the end of this. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> if I hear the lawnmower start up halfway through, I know you. I know I've lost you. <laughs> I've given up. Bye, doll. <laughs> right, let's kick off. Um, I like to start off inviting people to introduce themselves. So why don't you introduce yourselves to the readers? Uh, I mean, listeners, even readers, w- Jesus, listeners. We can do, Robin. I hardly feel like it's necessary, but <laughs> we are. No, stop that. I don't think that at all. Um, well, well, we're Nova and Olympia, aren't we? Yes, I'm Nova. Um, I'm Olympia, and we shunted our names together uh, in the vein of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars One. <laughs> I always think it's like really easy to understand that we literally just done that, but people struggle. I always say it's like Brangelina. No one knows how to. People don't really struggle how to how to say the name, even we, if we say like. Oh, it's Nova and Olympia. We, people I don't think don't we've ever really had, unless they knew who we were before. Anyone who's like opened or introduced us on a stage has always had to write it down or have like a little one-on-one on how to say it. But I, I don't know. We should have spent a bit longer thinking about the name. But, <laughs> but we're just YouTubers. We're ladies of the internet. Yes, yes. We live in the the south of England, and our main kind of outlet for our drag is YouTube. Awesome. And when did you both start doing drag? Oh, you got me to blame for that. So uh, we're actually um, a couple <laughs> as well in real life. We live together and... It's all quite perverse. Olympia had kind of <laughs> toyed with it 
a little bit before we started dating. Um, not 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 anything to no. write home about though. <laughs> it's still not. And then I think we we got together in like spring, and then my first time in drag was the following Halloween. And you Which put me usually in is. drag. I mean, I start, I never, I, you know, I mean, whatever, Halloween, I'd gone as like, what? When I was 12, I did Nancy Dololio <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> and like, I mean, who else? When I was like 14, I went as a lesbian. Like, how bad? Like, <laughs> I honestly, I like had really short, spiky hair. So I just put some boobs in and put some studs in my oh ears. Oh my God. And I went as a lesbian. Like, that is so terrible. But Olympia Avalanche is cancelled. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, I thought that was hilarious when I was 14. But I, everyone else must have been like, well, I mean, he's gay, right? No one would think of that. I think Halloween birds a lot of like new drag queens. So it's kind of like a bit it's of a boring story. It's either Halloween or Pride, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. But, but then after we did that, I was just like, so when are we doing it again? Yes. I. <laughs> In terms of trying like actual drag, I we caught um, the first season of Drag Race we saw was season two, which aired very briefly over here on E4. Mm. Um, was it was the first time we sort of got um, Drag Race in the UK, and um, me and my roommate at uni we used to watch this. This is like two thousand and nine ten. And um, I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a go for Halloween, which it, it kind of all sort of marries into one. But I did like an Amy Winehouse situation. Again, not very not very tasteful because she wasn't long since dead. And then <laughs> it was like, we will try it for Nova. But God, you could see she was itching to do it again. And then, you know, the rest is is l'histoire. 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 And then from obviously that point, did you imagine how far you'd get now in terms of like going on tour, opening for the Vivian? And that sort of stuff. I think it goes in like waves. Like when you first start out doing drag and then you can kind of learn to paint some kind of face, no matter what the skill set is, you think you are the best drag queen that this planet has ever seen. And you just think you're amazing and you think no one can touch (laughs) you. So at the beginning, you kind of think, yes, of course, this is where my career is going. very, very... 100%. Like you have a level of delusion about you and a lot of like younger queens have this about them and we absolutely every, have it. Every younger queen has this because there's a certain sense of misplaced confidence in young queens because I think they try to adopt the <clears throat> very kind of standard drag trope of being um, like bitchy and being confident kind of and confident cocky. and sassy mm. and, and cocky, I suppose, is the thing because, you know, drag is very egotistical, isn't it? That's kind of the part, you know, that's part of it really Come is to the every, territory, yeah. every drag queen is kind of like li- like lives for themselves it's a level of egomania that's unrivaled anywhere else in the world but then i think we found like as we kind of grew, <laughs> as people were saying god you're shit as 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 we kind of grew our audience as we got more experience you start to be compared to like other queens in in the biz and you start to socialize with with other people and you suddenly realize actually i'm not really shit am i <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I've always been like stupidly ambitious. Like I've always been like, you know, it'll be fine. We'll be. Well, we'll this is be, what like, I mean. Like it comes back around. Stars. So you have the confidence at the beginning, and then you start to think, oh, actually, we've got a long way to go. And then you start to get mm. there. When you kind of figure, because a lot of it comes with figuring out what you want to do with it. Because to begin with, I honestly thought like, okay, I'm gonna have Raven's face. I'm gonna dress like I don't know some other fucker. And, and after after a while, it was kind of just like, well. Maybe I, I'm maybe I'm not really putting any of me into this. Like, what do I want to do mm. with it? You kind of find yourself mm. um, after a while and figure out what you want to do. So then once you kind of get your head around how you want to actually look that isn't just a pastiche of someone else, then you kind of feel like you're on your way a bit. 
Um, we haven't got that. And yet, then at we? what point? <laughs> I don't know. And and then at what point did you decide to sort of turn uh, your performances into a YouTube channel? Well, that was an accident, wasn't it? Sort of. It, yeah, it was. Oh, did, you, did you mean to aim for XTube when you ended up on YouTube? Oh my God, you dirty git. I'll send <laughs> you a link. On the I'll keyboard. send you a link afterwards. <laughs> well, Olympia um, has a background in kind of TV and, and writing because she that's what she studied at university. So that was like a perfect match for you. You you wanted to write. You wanted to do like scripted comedy. Sketches and, 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 and stuff. stuff. I'd always done sort of sketches and I thought, well, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do something on, I was, again, I was very, very egotistical because I was like, oh, YouTube will be a piece of piss. I can do like a little vlog or something and it'll go wild. Well, of course it didn't, but it was, there was just enough on there that, I mean, basically nothing. We're talking about like five videos on the entire channel. And we, um, I sent an email to World of Wonder and they were just like... This was back in the day when World of Wonder had a multi-channel network on YouTube. Mm. Um, and they were looking, they were always at the end of every single video they had on their channel. This was before WoW Presents Plus. At the end of every single video, they'd be like, do you want to be part of our MCN? Email this address or whatever. And you did. And they were like, oh, hi. I didn't think they would reply at all. I was so like over my, in over myself. I was like, oh, well, I'll send an email. What's the worst that could happen? And then he replied and he was just like, do you want to schedule in a Skype call? And I panicked so much. I was like, I, I, what, are, what are they going to want me to do? Like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm really freaked out. So I actually, it was like so late at night because of the time difference. Nova was asleep and I panicked. And just before the call went, um, like I clicked like accept on Skype. I just put a wig on. I don't know what, what I was doing. <laughs> I literally put some hair on. I sat there in, in my living room like, hi, yes, yes. So it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> But um, that was a great um, relationship to have. We were with Wild Presents on YouTube for a, a two or three years. They ultimately dissolved their multi-channel network, but it's it's a relationship uh, we kept. Drag Race went to VH1. They didn't need all of that little shit anymore. No. So they, they dumped us like yesterday's but, garbage. But that was really like what got us starting, what started us off with a regular upload schedule because they gave us so much advice to be uploading on like the same day. I mean, we, we don't do that anymore. But it got us churning out content and thinking about it as more of a business as opposed to just like putting things yes, up every and now and then. Yes, and they were just like, you know, you can you can monetize your channel and you can make money through it. And all of these things had never occurred to me before. I was just like, what what is he talking about? You can make money. You can you can have like a regular schedule. Like, what is he talking about? So we we did it just because they were like, you should try this. Um, and then we up we we kept that schedule going for a few years yeah. before it started to we started to sort of fanny around with it a bit, but. That's how it happened. It's just because it, it, you know, after a while we had a viral video, that furniture thing went and we were like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. now we have even more subscribers. What do we do? And it just kind of grew. It was like step by step. It just sort of happened. Mm. There was no planning whatsoever (laughs) for any of it at all. It just all just happened like randomly. And now now we've gone in, we're in too deep to stop now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, overcommitted. Um, as part of obviously your YouTube channel, you do a lot of uh, reviews of different drag race seasons as they progress. Mm. Um, what do you make of the current season? What are our thoughts about season 12? Oh, it's exhausting, uh, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely yeah. exhausting. The thing with reviewing drag race usually anyway is, and this anyone who puts content out on the internet will know that it's a minefield of um, what you what you want to be sort of politically correct but you also you know you want to kind of get your opinion across you you want to be diplomatic about the drag race fandom saying the drag race fandom is 
insane. But the, like, yes. Insane. Yes. And it's kind of scary. So you're almost too scared to give anybody criticism for the fear mm. of the backlash of all their crazy fans. But season 12 in particular is crazy because there's been so many controversies with each of the contestants. Oh my God, it's this is going to be the messiest casting. Yeah. It's, so I, that's quite tricky to to know what how to approach it and to know i mean i'm sure your your listeners if anyone has watched the show knows about the biggest controversy um surrounding one of their contestants being disqualified but it's difficult to know how to approach that when reviewing the show and it you, you can never get it right because people are always going to tell you no you should be doing this you should be doing that so you, you can't just gotta, please everyone you've got to really just stick to your guns and just be consistent you've got to stick to your jig guns i think with the <laughs> um comments like i tend to read nearly all of them or as many as sort of come through but with the drag race ones i tend to just ignore them because you can't Mm. like you can't i mean you don't know if it's like a 12 year old do you like writing (laughs) you can't really call them out it's vitriol you can't yeah well it's always a shame isn't it because i think reviewing anything whether it's drag or games or or whatever you you have to have your opinion and you have to have your voice and i think if you start bending how you're thinking about something because you're worried about what other people are thinking about your thinking mm. it suddenly ends up as this absolute mess of a thing that you're actually not really providing any sort yeah. of anything exactly or you've got to just say yeah. yeah you've got to just say fuck it this yeah. is what we this is our opinion this is what we're going to say and then if you don't like it just don't watch it and the whole sort of um do we say her name? Sherry Pie? Sherry Pie? Or do oh, we, we say like to what? call her Whoopie Pie. Whoopie Pie, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the only funny thing that I've seen Aquaria do for a long time was on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, where she called her Trev R Project. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was funny. She called her what? Trev R Project. Trevor Project. Yeah, but why, though? all the money's what? going to the Trevor Project. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's so good. Like That's I say, the, the funniest thing I've seen Aquarius ever for done a long time. Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh yeah, but it, the way the season sort of—it's obvious. There's a hole. There's a hole. There's a huge void in the middle of the season because, on paper, Sherry should have been a really, really good sort of anchor point. She should have had the bobhead well, where the whole she's... season sort of rotated around her. But a lot of people have, she's have obviously said that. She's I, very, I, I think they were really trying to pin her as like a Nina West type who obviously is beloved mm. the world over. But I have to exactly. be honest, I've not missed her. I've not felt like she's absent. There's, there's times like th- she's getting pro- progressively more and more edited out to the point where now we don't even see the result of the challenges. And I often forget that she was even there. Like yeah, she'll suddenly appear the critique you, on the runway. At this point, what have you missed? She might have had some cute moments. You don't know. There might have been stuff where you would have got to the point now where you were like, actually, I do quite like her. So you can't say I'm, that. I, I, I really do think that I would have been a big fan of hers, but it doesn't matter. Well, like, I just don't thing. care anymore. The, the most <laughs> no, irritating no. thing about it is she is she is good. Like that's the annoying aspect about yeah, it is because if it. she was if, if she, she was talentless, early, then you wouldn't have thought yeah. anything about it, would you? Yeah. That's annoying. That's the problem. And and what's what's annoying me is it's dragging other people down as well. So the likes of Jan, who are who are really good friends with Sherry and obviously spent oh a lot of time gosh. with her in the workroom, yeah. you're yeah. not seeing her in the yeah. episode because they've had to edit her out. Um, yeah. So she's getting that sort of rough thing. Anyway, um, we, uh, you and I, us and I, whoever, met last February at the RuPaul DragCon UK. We did. Um, and we talked briefly about um, the way that we paired up uh, Pokemon with the drag queens of of, of uh, drag. I'm going to start that question again. Is that when you <laughs> said um, Vinegar Strokes was like Garbodor? Yes, I remember yes. this distinctly. There was some, Asia O'Hara was Butterfree, was she not? 
that's the one. Um, and we had um, had Vanji as Loudred as well. Oh yes. Um, now we we have done it again. I say we Ed. Let's blame Ed. Ed's done it again by pairing up uh, the seat the queens of this season with their Pokemon matches. Um, and I wondered if you had any any thoughts on on what we'd done. We have had a little now, look. Obviously, Sorry, obviously I've got we have. The list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, Britta as Exploud. Um, yeah, I thought that was fantastic. I, I've never known someone <laughs> almost with able to open their mouth as much as she can, let alone with the, with the volume coming out of it. Yeah, it is the scariest mouth. It's so big, it will swallow you up whole. <laughs> I I can't deal with. I can't deal with. It. Yeah, that's a great comparison, honestly. I think the obvious one with uh, Dahlia Sin and Pansage as well. Oh yeah, um, I liked that. She would hate that, wouldn't she? Look. Oh, she that hates is, it. That is not what she wants to be known for. You can tell that she's well, she's, she's, she's enjoying she's the fame the... and the renown, but she doesn't want that to be her. But she's her now legacy. getting the broccoli edit. Um, I get literally all the episodes. <laughs> oh, it's just a waste of air. It's time, what she though. deserves. I just I haven't had like such a, a dispassionate reaction to any contestant since like Valentina. I couldn't care less. Who else is catching <laughs> your eye on that list? Uh, someone um, just did. <laughs> I thought that Aiden Zane as unknown is so spot on because of that it's that fucking hair, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that it is, literally is. Uh, this Ed dude is real sharp at, at doing these. He must be an absolute like Pokedex to know or to, to be able to just. How long does it take him to to do them? Does he know immediately? I think some of them. We, we had him on the last podcast talking about it. There are some that are sort of a bit optional. Some that come really naturally. Um, but he he is a massive Pokemon fan and is a huge drag fan as well. Um, we heard earlier in this episode um, about him going um, on Animal Crossing um, with one of the Twitch streamers um, holding a drag drag race in inverted commas um, on Animal Crossing. Um, oh my so god! He's brought that's sort of so drag silly. into Animal Crossing. Um, if you check out Gaming Mag, there's an article on there that has all the sort of pictures and stuff on it. But it's it's absolutely brilliant where one of the Twitch streamers, they set up a runway, they set up sort of like That's lights, so flashing stuff. And then loads of people actually flew into the island to, came, to come and compete and there were costume changes and stuff. It was so well thought out. Oh, just... I saw this. So I really don't understand Animal Crossing. I, I, I mean, you could honestly explain it to me and I still will go over my head. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I don't want to know. Um, but I did see a clip of this on Twitter and I really tried to figure out what was going on. And I'm pretty sure it was someone on that runway thing doing like a change. Yep. And they had like a, was it a, I can't remember the, the wording, but there was some kind of like um, spell or something was, 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 was done. And then suddenly there was like a costume change and whoever was watching it was so impressed. With a whoever. spell. No, what is it? Like a jinx. No, what is it? I don't know. Oh, I don't God. know. But I don't know. But anyway, I know what crossing. you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> I also thought Heidi and Closet as is it Bonsley? Yeah, yeah. That, there's a very accurate. I don't know if it's like the facial expression on it or something. Well, that's based on more on her Pinocchio look, isn't it? I know, but I could just sort of see that in the sort of confessional, and it's Heidi. I love Heidi. Don't she's, you love her? Yeah, she she's becoming the sort of voice of the season now. She's it's, so adorable. Yeah. Absolutely. She can't I mean, do what was wrong. It she said in the most recent one. No, and and what she said in, in this week's episode was like, "Am I the trade of the season?" Oh yeah, that <laughs> cracked me up. I, I lost it oh, at that God. point. I think my favorite one on your list here is Jan as Score Bunny. I think that's so accurate. That's just her. Yes. She's so full of energy. She's like sporty and active, and yeah, that is that's so spot on. 
Wait, hang now on move a on. And, oh, Nikki, Nikki Doll is that's your one, isn't it? The one you like? Yeah, it's my favourite one. Yes. Milo Billis. Oh, it's that's French melodic in French. I'm so stupid. I didn't see that. Yes. Oh, I see that. I get that. Sorry. Okay, we're here now. Proceed. <laughs> no, no. Carry on. Um, we're obviously now talking about games and stuff, um, and games sort of play quite a significant part of your YouTube channel. At what point did you sort of start to think of mashing up uh, gaming and drag on your channel? So I think, honestly, like at the start, we, whereas a lot of YouTube channels have a really clear like um, USP or I don't know, it's all, all the videos are very similar. I think we're still like this. We just dip our toes into everything. It runs the gamut. We do like whatever we want. It's really more just about us. It's not so much about like a a concept or an idea. I suppose drag is the overarching thing that kind of Mm. combines it all together. But I don't remember why we started doing that. Probably because we just saw some other people doing it. We're like, that looks fun. I I remember because we we just used to like gaming together like i think one of the first ones we did was a playstation one muppet race mania and like because i was able to emulate it all on my pc it was like you know what we can do this if you're if you're up for it for a video people just like to see us compete against each other and (laughs) it's just i just think it's fun i i do prefer doing the more kind of retro games but i think now like we'll just do whatever we have won't we the retro games are easier to sort of put into a little package because they're usually quicker and shorter and less mm. complicated whereas games nowadays are so like fucking involved i can't be doing with it so um that's why we did like the spice girls game the other day spice world <laughs> on ps1 we did that game well it's not a game is it like i don't know if any if any of your uh, listeners had has seen that game or has seen our video of it it's not a game at all it's we a actually talked about it on gaming um one of our contributors, Michael, he, I think it's like last year somewhere. Um, but when you, when your video came up on my sort of suggestions on YouTube, it, it's sort of like, oh my God, we wrote about that. Um, and he absolutely loves it for some reason. I think oh, it's dreadful. Well, he's, he's, he's a, 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 a grade A asshole. He is. That's not, it's not good. <laughs> upon, it's so bad. Upon kind of researching this game though, for that video, I found out that, you know, that, that there was a cheat you could put in, um, into like the the menu and then you would be shown some secret um artwork it was a render of all five of them naked oh. sitting in chairs <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, could, you could like put in like, if you some if you google it on google images you can find this like yeah. little low resolution piece of um artwork with all like their their and they're all naked characters. sitting on chairs it's so perverse it's it's honestly, i wonder it's if grotesque. they signed off on that if they knew that existed or if that's just some horny developer that just put it in as an easter egg <laughs> It's so yeah. distressing. That's someone that spent a little bit too long on the game, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's creepy to think about the, what they were doing whilst they were making it. No, I'm not happy about that. Let's let's carry on today. No, let's move on. <laughs> um, so we're talking about sort of retro games and stuff, and you're absolutely right. From a sort of a quick and simple kind of video win, they're easy to sort of jump in, play, and then get back out of. Um, are there any other sort of types of games that your favourite sort of games to play? Not just obviously on YouTube, but also in general. Well, you're more like simulation games, don't you? The other series we're doing at the moment is we've gone back to The Sims, the original Sims, The Sims mm-hmm. 1 on, on the PC, which it's not held up well at all. It's, it's so bad. I love it, but I do have the kind of nostalgia attached to it because I used to play that a lot it when I was younger. poo. But I really like simulation games. So I got... Um, planet coaster the other day i've only played it once because it's really fucking hard to make stuff i can't it's so complicated and we'll was, sit there and we'll we'll watch these incredible creations on youtube that people have made these like 20 minute rides and you were like i 
want to do that. I, I can really do that. To, and to you make... loaded it up and you were like, this is hard. I really wanted to make like a Blair Witch Project <laughs> roller coaster. And I, was, I had all these ideas and plans and sketches and stuff. And then I, as soon as I started making it, I was just like, this would take years. I can't do it. Um, but then I also got The Sims 3, which was my version of Nova playing The Sims 1. I used to play The Sims 3 mm. a lot when that came out. So that's my kind of like nostalgia moment. Um, but that's sort of where we're at. We liked, I like to play those ones where you build and, and sort of make stuff. I don't like, because Nova's playing, what what is it, Final Fantasy? Oh, the God. 7 remake. I like RPGs. 7 remake. I can't be doing with that. I don't understand any of it. All the names, get I get confused with the names and what they're talking about. What the fuck are they talking about? I, don't, I, can't I like a really it. strong, like, single-player, story-driven RPG. You want a strong kick-up-the-fanny is what you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I loved, I, I, I know it got a bad rap, but I loved the um, the new Tomb Raider games, that trilogy I thought was, was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. one of my favourite games of all time was quite a recent one. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I thought that was just like breathtaking. And now I'm playing um, Final Fantasy VII. Let's see, she laughs. She's a fake fan. She doesn't really no, care. No, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I was saying to people was Zero Dark Thirty. I was t- t- telling people I thought it was that. <laughs> and they were like, that's a movie. I was like, no, it's not. It's this beautiful game. I don't understand it, but it's really lovely. To, it's beautiful to look at. And they're like, no, that's a, a fucking movie. And I was like, oh, shit. I better learn what it actually is. But no, I'm not. Don't say I'm fake. That's not very nice. I'll play The Sims. That that's a game. Leave me alone. So I'm I'm much more like console gamey, and you'd be more like PC gamey. Yes. Also, I mean, this counts surely. But Gardenscapes on my phone. I love that. That's a game. Yeah. There's a huge debate that always sort of rolls around over how much of a gamer you are based on what it is you do. Like, there's so many sort of people that say, "Oh, you're not a gamer if you only play mobile games or whatever." But the mobile games industry accounts for billions and billions and billions of pounds and dollars worth of worth of income oh God, so absolutely. i think people play anything are, are gamers um and when you say about simulation um i'm surprised that you haven't played animal crossing because that is literally a life slash uh sort of simulation game of building and crafting and wandering around and picking up nuts and no, i didn't olympia struggles with like um I think to her, it looks like it's for children. I think she'd struggle with the art ah. direction of it. You're not a big fan of like that kind <laughs> no, of kawaii because it's very kids. Sanrio-esque. It's very Japanese. Nothing. It's very I'm cute. I'm not into like Disney or any like like rainbow. So go- I think that would be a, a line shit. for you. I'm not into that kids that you kids wouldn't cross. Shit. I can't do- deal with that. If it's, I prefer like real stuff. Like I was thinking about this the other day. Um, and what exactly was it? Nova was watching a Disney movie on the telly. I don't know what, remember what it, which one it was the other day. It was a real kiddie one though. Um, it was a like a cartoon, like a like a Tangled or something. And right. while she was watching that, I was watching a documentary about like the RMS Olympic. Like that's the disparate, <laughs> like the level of disparity between what we would choose to like watch and like do. I thought that was very interesting. But just for the so, record, you have got a three-part video on your YouTube about going to Disney. Yeah, but on that, no, that's different though. Now that's also oh, okay. different because we get different things out of that. I get the Disney out of it and you get the theme park out of it because like Olympia likes the, the rides. Study, I, suppose, and yeah. the... I love rides, but I also like Disneyland from the aspect of studying it, like the law of Disneyland. I find theme parks quite interesting. Whereas I'm just like, Disney! I couldn't give a Disney, shit about, yeah. the, about the, the theming of the rides. Like honestly, it could be the same ride, but it could be like through a cork factory. I couldn't care less. It's just like the... <laughs> You know what I mean? That kind of, it's not the, the cartoons I'm there for. Fair enough. Um, what games are you looking forward to coming out 
um, if any games come out for the rest of this year. Oh my gosh, I know. Um, I feel like there are a lot of games that I was really waiting for that have just come out, but um, I'm still looking forward to... Now, I'm not really one for like first-person games. They, they stress me out and scare me, but I am going to give Cyberpunk 2077 mm. a go when that comes out because that just looks so impressive. I don't know much about that franchise or that universe. I think there what is was there a previous game or something? Like, it's not the first of its kind, is, there, is it? It was originally... No, it's, it's originally based on a board game. Um, ah, but the okay. whole sort of cyberpunk world is built around, I think it's a number of books, games, It just games, looks ev- everything really, sort of like, immersive and sparkly, and I want to play that. And then I'm also interested in the Marvel's Avengers, because that could easily be a train wreck, but I just feel like they've been working on this for <laughs> so long. Um, it's such a great idea having, like, a standalone Avengers story I know a lot of people are going to be pissed off because they're not using the uh, the film actors likeness in mm. the movies in in the game but I've only recently started watching the um MCU anyway so I don't, I'm not really going to care I'm not going to have that attachment to the characters but it looks really interesting I'm really looking yeah, yeah. forward to um Spice World 2 <laughs> <laughs> which hopefully will be dropping on the new PS5, guys. I'm aware of that. Uh, yeah, that's my contribution. Thank you so much. Great. There's also a lot of remasters coming out. We love a remaster. Um, I can't wait for the SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated because that I loved on um, like the original Xbox sorry, console. Rehydrated. That's so clever. Right. Isn't it clever? Yeah. I love that. But that is such a fantastic platform game. And they're giving it kind of like the Spyro treatment where they're completely remastering it. I think they're like remaking it, but remastering it. So it's not like a reboot yeah. like the Final Fantasy. But they've yeah. put up um, some kind of teasers for that, and that looks great. And I just love SpongeBob. And I wish they would remaster. What is that awful racing game we got? Nickelodeon Kart Racer or something? Oh, was that, that was bad when they. they... What's it called? It's like a Nickelodeon racer. Like it's a really bog standard. Like you got Nickelodeon characters, SpongeBob, and like Hey Arnold and stuff, and you race them. But there's absolutely no voice acting in it. So there's these silent <sighs> characters going around these it was, tracks. It was their attempt at like rebooting an old. PS1 kart racing game. Oh, it was disastrous. They didn't market it as a reboot or a remaster, but it was almost an identical game for current gen consoles. There was a period of time a while back, wasn't there, where literally every sort of character had a racing game of some description. Oh, God, yeah. There was a Simpsons racing game as well. Yeah. um, That was a bit crazy. Looney Tunes, Um, Toy Story, Rugrats. Um, everyone had a oh, car race. Sort of people realise you can just have like some animated stuff and just race around it, and yeah, and that will keep everyone happy. But then they sort of forgot that you actually have to put some quality into the game oh, rather, yeah. rather than just yeah. take an IP and throw it at something. But but they we go. were fuming. Also, none of cool. our friends could play it, could they? Do you remember when we had people around and they couldn't play this Nickelodeon? It was so difficult. Because the controls were so wildly different from so either. Because people either kind of they they play racing games with either Crash Team Racing in the head or Mario Kart. That's kind of like where people yep. generally come from. And this was neither yep. of those, so people really struggled with the controls. Struggled. Oh, we just threw it in the bin. It was so bad. Yeah, because I think we spoke on the last podcast about um, Mario and Crash, and the fact that Mario, I I can play Mario, but I, I've tried to play Crash Team Racing because you guys played it on one of your videos. Yeah. But I just could not get the drifting down. And I just ended up just constantly I mean, just we driving did into stuff. After I just a long not time. It, it took us a while, but we've we've got it down now. Like, it, it's such a weird thing because you read any kind of instruction on how to do it and it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how I would explain to do it. It's kind of, I think you, you discover it by accident and then you just learn. 
Yeah, it was a, it was a real hard moment in our lives. <laughs> Finger sort of muscle memory. Um, mm. So what have you got coming up? What's, what's sort of on the horizon, either with videos or obviously not exactly rush, rushing out the door to go and do any live shows at the moment? Well, we are currently doing a little um, Sims 1 playthrough series. So we're going to do two... We've got two episodes of that out at the moment. We've got a third one coming out this week and then we're going to do maybe one more, see if people still care, maybe progress to The Sims 2. People love The Sims at the moment because of the anniversary. Like, it's having such a resurgence yeah. oh my with God, the lockdown. It's everywhere and, and it's, it's yeah. everyone's tapping into all these different... Because there's so many games... Well, I mean, there's only four, isn't there? But it's so many kind well, of the like expansions. And I love doing like yeah. custom content. of expansion packs, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different ways you can do it and people are recreating. There's that one chick who's making like all the apartments from friends and then mm-hmm. you have someone oh, like yeah. Juno Birch she's just like doing like crazy alien <laughs> shit or I mean and there's just so many stunning. different well, stunning different ways that you could do it that is iconic that is happening <laughs> uh, so yeah we, we've got that coming out and then we've got we are working a big on a parody coming out soon a parody of a certain Ooh. Netflix documentary <laughs> that has sort of you know taken the world by storm uh, so that is also on that on the horizon. Oh, you cool <laughs> cats and kittens. Uh, and then, what else are we doing? There's, there's, there's a bunch of shit. We're also trying to We had to some out. requests in our um, Spice Girls video to play some more trashy video games. So we had comments um, including, but not limited to, the Charlie's Angels PS2 game, um, the, the Little Britain game. I'm not playing the Little Britain game. That's just dog shit. But that might be a niche to explore. Like, just God awful video games. games based yeah. on TVs or movies or other Like franchises. London Racer. Did you ever play London Racer on the PS1? No. It was like the, the the low the lowest res kind of graphics you've ever seen and it was like riddled with like spelling mistakes. It's just, it was like made in a day. It was like the worst thing. We could, we'll have to play that. <laughs> oh, the Hannah Montana, the movie game as well, someone said. What is that? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> You can delete that from the podcast. We're not doing that. (laughs) But yeah, plenty of things on on the the horizon. Plenty of things. Excellent. Uh, Finally then, where can people keep up with you? So we're on youtube.com slash novimpia. Um, basically all our social media is findable through there we're on um, Facebook as well at Novimpia but we each have our own social media handles so just to clarify Novimpia is a combination of Nova and Olympia <laughs> it's N-O-V-Y-M-P-I-A and it's 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 spelled just exactly how it sounds <laughs> it sounds <laughs> And yeah, that's that's our, we're most findable on YouTube. You know, we're just we've spread our legs so wide on on there. You can see us all over the place. So great one, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, thank you for having us. Everything. Stay safe, stay indoors, and uh, we'll catch up soon. And that's the end of our episode. A big thank you to my guests Shay, Ed, Nova, and Olympia, and an even bigger thank you to you all for listening. We're back in two weeks with our next episode, but in the meantime, keep up with all the LGBTQ video gaming stories on Gaming Magazine, and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter so you don't miss any of these amazing stories. We are at Gaming Mag. Stay safe, stay indoors, and keep gaming. See you soon. Goodbye.